Good evening, everyone. First, a quick disclaimer. I was recently contacted by someone from my past and from other people's pasts, where that person should belong. If you are that person that contacted me within the last 24 hours, the following few moments are for you and for you alone. If you did not reach out, contact me in the last 24 hours via the Anchor app, please feel free to skip forward because this message isn't meant for anybody except for that one person that reached out to me recently. I'll give everybody else a chance to fast forward now, and then I'll begin in a second for that person. Hello again. This is meant for the one person that reached out to me in the last 24 hours. You know who you are. I find it very difficult to have to send this message at this time, but not impossible. You know who you are. You know what you did. There are people out there that you hurt that you hurt greatly. And I know the pain you inflicted. I know what you did. Those people that you hurt mean a great deal to me. So I'm going to say this one time, and then I never want to have to discuss it again with anyone. Are you ready? Good. You, sir, are a psychopath. You, sir, are a predator. What you did to those people, what you did to them, was nothing more than cruel and unusual punishment. You don't get to punish those people anymore. They broke free of you, and they will stay free of you. I was there. I know what was done. I know what was said. I helped them move. They will never be in reach of you again. You, sir, are a predator. Predators prey on the weak. Many years ago, my uncle taught me about predators. My uncle then taught me how to find a predator, how to locate a predator, and what to do when you found that predator. The one thing my uncle always pushed into my mind is in order to deal with a predator, you have to become an apex predator. You have to become something bigger and stronger and more willing to do what is needed than the predator that you're after. And I took all of my uncle's lessons and I learned them well, very well. Even all these years later, I know how to find, I know how to stalk, and I know how to finish. So don't be under any disillusionment if 
you come out from under that rock that you're hiding under, I will find you. If you try to find those people that you hurt before, I will know. If you try to challenge this, I have all the ability in the world to stop you. You will not hurt people anymore. Not people I know. You will not come forward any farther. You will stay right where you're at. Or I will have to show you what my uncle taught me all those years ago. And you'll only see it once. And that's all there will be. Okay, well, that was five minutes of uh, interesting tidbits. Welcome back to the babblings of a fairly uncontrolled mind. I am your mind for the next 10, 12, 15, I don't know how many minutes. Um, tonight's episode, like I said, started out a little different. I apologize to all my other listeners. I hope you understand. It was something that needed to be said and only needed to be said to a one certain person. I will put notes in the beginning of the podcast to explain where you all, you all can start listening to the podcast and where the person that I was addressing can just listen until that point. And he doesn't need to listen any longer. They do not need to listen anymore. So, so it goes. Well, middle child's doctor's appointments didn't quite go the way we'd hoped. Middle child got some tests done and it actually caused more questions than answered. Good news is I got to spend almost the entire day with middle child, which was fun. We started early in the morning, going into the hospital, getting the tests done, came back home. And after a little break, we went out to get them a new cell phone. Well, actually not a new cell phone. We were getting one fixed. So we drove all the way out to the place where it was being fixed. And the person that's in charge of the shop wasn't there. So we couldn't get the phone back. They told us, oh, come back, you know, in a couple hours. He'll be back by then. Okay, fine. So we we killed some time. We had some fun. You know, did a little shopping, kind of, you know, talked and listened to each other. And it was a good day. It was a good day. Until we went back to the shop to pick up their phone. And, well, the person (laughs) that had the phone still wasn't back. And they're like, well... He should be back soon. He he was coming back uh, from town, and he'll be here in a little while. And so we gave him another hour and then decided for the amount of money that we were spending on fixing this cell phone, we could just go ahead and buy a brand new one. So at a certain point after sitting there for over an hour, we got up and left. We're just like, nope. Not doing it. Not going to do it. I think it was the right decision. How how do you guys feel about that, those sort of things? 
do you like to wait forever for somebody to, you know, to handle some service? I mean, this was a shop within a store that this person ran by themselves. We found all this out while we were sitting there from the, the other uh, people that were working the larger business around his smaller repair business. And it's just like, really? Okay. Well, you would think, especially when he was told on Monday that we would be there on today, which is Thursday to pick up the phone. Um, You would think that either a, he would say, Oh, okay, but I'm going to be gone from, you know, I'm leaving the shop at like three o'clock and I won't be back. Or he would make an arrangement for us to pick up the phone from the, somebody else and, you know, pay it. You know, I got to, I got to run up my check. Here you go. Here's a check. Boom. Done. Whatever. I could have given my credit card. I could have done a few things to pay for it. Instead, he's all shut down and he can't let anybody accept this for him. And he knew we were coming. He knew we would be there in the afternoon on Thursday to get the phone. Never mentioned it to my middle child that he wouldn't be there. So, c'est la vie. Now he's got a really nice phone that he fixed. And now he can stick it in his little shop and do what he wants with it. You know, he'll, he'll resell it. He'll probably end up making money off the deal. Whatever. I just know that when you promise somebody to be there, either you are there or you call and go, hey, listen, I'm not going to be there. Is there any way you can come on Friday? Which there would have been. It would have been like, okay, yeah, we'll go up there on Friday instead. No big deal. I mean, we were literally making the trip, which is about 25, 30 miles, just to get the phone fixed. And so we made the trip back up there to pick up the phone. Seems reasonable. If you're not going to be around, you should at least either, you know, let us know so we can make better arrangements or make arrangements for somebody else to take the payment. And so we can retrieve the phone. I mean, it was sitting on the counter in his shop. I could see it. I recognized it. I was like, yeah, that's the phone right there. And half of mine just picking it up and, you know, looking at the receipt going, oh, how much does he want? And like I said, write him a check and boom, we're out of there. But you don't want to do that to somebody else's business. And the larger business around his little shop wouldn't accept it either. So, like I said, we, we, we bounced. We left. We were ghosts. And eventually he'll probably call my middle child back and say, hey, listen, are you ever going to come pick up the phone? And my middle child's going to go, no. I went ahead and got another phone instead. Goodbye. She's good at that. She, she reminds me of me. She's so good at that. So that was our big problem for the day. I start working a few more days. Back to work. Yay. I have to give them a call tomorrow and let them know, yeah, I'll be there on Monday morning. Uh, what do I need to know and what do I need to, to do when I get there and all that jazz? It's kind of weird being like 
in this world of being disconnected, but yet connected. It's like, okay. I mean, I'll if they want me to drive in tomorrow to see them, I'll, I'll go in and see them. No problem. You know, no sweat. I mean, I took the job knowing I'd have to drive in there anyway, five days a week, and then drive home five days a week. Might as well just get used to the idea, right? I mean, I've driven farther, and I've driven shorter. It's funny because when I lived in the big city, I would drive maybe 15 miles from where I worked to home. But on the big city freeways, it took almost an hour every day to come home. It sucked. I hated that. But it gave me time to decompress and think and relax. And my last job, my, my commute was literally five minutes. It took me that long to drive across our town to where I needed to be, which was cool. But that job's gone, and I'm glad it is. I mentioned this to my middle child earlier. I told you we've been doing a lot of talking. That I think I finally reconciled to the fact that I'm glad that I lost the job. That they actually, I'm glad that they actually fired me. Now let me explain. I know you're listening, so let me explain. I was not happy. I was grumpy. I was irritable. Um, the last several months with the new director was not going well for me. I, I felt like there was a disconnect between myself and the rest of the staff. And I didn't, didn't much like it there anymore. I'd keep doing the job because that's what I do. I will do a job whether I like it or hate it. I will do it, and I will do it as best as I can. That's just my work ethic. But when they fired me back in March, I was hurt. I was angry. And I fought like hell to get my job back. And I realized at a certain point, I was the only one still fighting to get my job back. The union had pretty much abandoned me, and... You know, nobody else cared because they were all, you know, looking out for themselves as people do. But the closer I've gotten to starting this new job with people that actually seem to want me to work there, they're excited for me to join their team. That's such a feeling of empowerment. And like I said, I've changed a lot since March. I've had a lot of time to reflect and think about where I've gone wrong, what I've done wrong, the mistakes I keep repeating. And I think I'm on a clear path from all that into a new future. Now, I'll say all this and then watch what will happen and you know, six months, I'll be like, oh, God, I lost my job again. Damn it. Wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Blah, blah, blah. I hope not. I really do. I hope I can work this new job until the day they look at me and go, hey, uh, you are 67 years old now. You have to retire. You can't come to work anymore, which will suck. Because I was retired for a brief period of time, several months, actually, and I hated it. I hated every minute of it. Hated every minute of it. My wife hated every minute of it. She 
so used to me not being there for hours on end. And now I'm basically there with her every moment of every day and night. And the kids kind of hated it because they were used to doing things around my schedule and with mom and, oh, yeah, and then your dad's going to come home in a little while. And I don't want to say I was a tyrant. I don't think I was a tyrant. But I think they all got used to the fact that dad would go to work and, you know, that big block of the day he wasn't around. And then he'd come home and try to play catch up and try to, you know, glean information from everybody so he felt more included. Well, these even though my children are adults now, I've learned more about my kids in the last couple of months and more about myself. You know, it truly pays to be introspective. It really does, because then you go, hey, I didn't realize I was that much of a jerk. I didn't realize I lost my sense of humor. I didn't realize that I was putting people through pain. I didn't realize there were things that people didn't want to tell me because they were afraid. I don't want people to think of me that way. Unless you listen to the beginning of this podcast in that five-minute block that I told you not to listen to. In which case, there is a dark side of me. I know that. And it can be very dark. And it can be very very challenging to stay out of that darkness for myself. But I can go there when I need to. And that was the message that I gave that one person. And I hope they accept it. And I hope they understand that this is a no-fly zone. We are not going to accept that kind of behavior from anybody. Ever. Maybe that's another way I changed. Maybe back in my old days, I would have, rather than, you know, recorded a response, I would have done something different, something darker, something evil, maybe. I don't know. Because I'm not that person anymore. Not on, not on the outside, not through many of my layers. But I do know there's a dark side in me there still. That's something that, When all the lights are off and you're sitting there in the quiet and the dark, you see it. You feel it. I'm not proud to say that I am that kind of person. But it is who I am and it is who I became. And every day I move away from that into a lighter, better person. Hoping that nobody ever provokes me. Because I sure don't want to go back into that darkness. Anyway, that was pretty deep. I apologize. Um, yeah, the rest of the week is pretty much set. Do laundry, work on the house, blah, blah, blah. Monday morning, go to work. Yay. Yay, work. Yay. No, seriously, I am excited. It's something new, like I've explained, that I'm going to be learning. So, Well, I'm going to let you all go for tonight. I think uh, 20 minutes is about enough for one evening. So this is the voice inside your head once again telling you all to behave yourselves out there, and I will talk to you in a few days.
Take care.